episode number 45 of the Healthier Life podcast. Hi, I hope you're doing really well. Here in the UK, we're sizzling in a bit of a heat wave at the moment, so I'm more thankful than ever that we live by the sea. I went out really early on Saturday morning to get my 14-mile training run in for the London Marathon, and literally as soon as my watch hit the 14 miles, I hightailed it down to the shore and I dived into the water to cool off. It was so refreshing. Anyway, if you are listening to this in the Northern Hemisphere, then please take care in this hot weather and keep drinking lots of water. Today's episode is the final in my three-part series on macronutrients. In episode 43, we looked at fat and whether or not eating fat actually makes us fat. In episode 44, we covered protein and how we can get protein from lots of different sources, including plants. And finally, today we're looking at carbohydrates. Now, you may have a love-hate relationship with carbs, so stay tuned because in today's episode, I'll be talking about the different types of carbs that we have in our food, which ones are really good for us, which ones we should be avoiding, and also what to think about fruit and low-carb diets such as the ketogenic diet. But before we dive in, I wonder if you have tuned into this particular episode because you're aware that you're just not digesting carbs well. Perhaps like me, you've been diagnosed with IBS sometime in the past or you have some other kind of digestive issues going on. Maybe you're aware of bloating after a carb-heavy meal. Well, if that's the case, then do make sure that you pick up your free copy of my PDF download, How to Reduce Bloating, 14 Simple Remedies to Get Relief Now. You can grab that by going to bit.ly slash reduce bloating now. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash reduce bloating now. It's a really, really helpful guide. It gives you 14 little tips that you can get started on straight away if you're finding that bloating and digestive issues are a bit of a problem for you at the moment. Okay, before we start, just a quick disclaimer, as always, the information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. Okay, with that said, let's dive into today's show. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life podcast, where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, If you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton. Let's get started. Let's face it, carbs get a bit of a bad rap today. You may have friends who are on low-carb diets, or you yourself may be restricting your carbohydrates. But what is going on with that? What is behind that? You see, our ancestors didn't really think twice about eating carbs. Europeans ate wheat, oats, buckwheat and millet. 
Those in the Americas focus more on corn, amaranth and quinoa. Africans ate millet, teff and sorghum, whilst people living in Asia enjoyed rice and noodles. Back in the 1980s, the war on fat began in earnest. And if you haven't already listened to my episode on fat, then make sure that you do. It's episode number 43, Will Eating Fat Make Me Fat? And if you were around in the 80s like I was, then you'll remember that everything was low-fat or fat-free, and we were encouraged to eat most of our calories from carbohydrates instead. Indeed, carbs formed the biggest lower layer of the government's food pyramid. But, as I talked about in episode 43, instead of people getting healthier and instances of heart disease diminishing, we actually saw the opposite. Obesity and diabetes were on the increase, and people were getting sicker. So, were the carbs to blame? Well, Dr Atkins certainly thought so, and from the 1990s onwards, we started seeing trends towards very low-carbohydrate diets, including the paleo diet, and then more recently the ketogenic diet. But are these diets healthier? Are all carbs bad for us? It can be very confusing, can't it? Well, let's explore the different kinds of carbohydrates in our food supply and try to find an answer to the high-carb, low-carb conundrum. So what are carbs anyway? Well, carbohydrates are the third major group of macronutrients in our diets. The other two groups are fats and proteins, and we've talked about those already on the podcast. Carbs, fats and proteins are called macronutrients because they tend to be present in large amounts in our food, as opposed to micronutrients, such as vitamins and minerals, which are present in smaller amounts. But of course, it's really important to remember, isn't it, that we don't just eat carbs, fat and protein, we actually eat real foods. And often that means that there will be a mixture of macronutrients involved. For example, bread tends to be put into the category of a carbohydrate, but it does also contain some protein and fat as well. Beans and legumes are high in protein, yes, but they're also quite high in carbohydrates. So don't get too hung up on categories. The important thing is to focus on eating real whole foods that are as minimally processed as possible. Anyway, back to carbs. What do carbs actually do for us? Why do we need them? Well, carbs give us energy. So during digestion, our bodies break the carbohydrates down into simple sugars and absorb them into the bloodstream as glucose. And then depending on your energy needs, the glucose is either used as energy straight away or it's stored in the liver or it's converted into fat to use later. And we actually have two important hormones going on here to help us, both of which are made in our pancreas. So insulin is there to take the excess glucose out of our bloodstream and store it in the liver, the muscles or in fat cells. And then if our blood sugar levels dip too low, the hormone glucagon kicks in to draw the glucose back out of our liver and deliver it back into our bloodstream again. So that's kind of what's going on in our body when it comes to carbohydrates. But there are different kinds of carbohydrates. There are simple carbs and complex carbs. So let's have a look at those two types of carbohydrates now. Let's start with the complex carbohydrates. So these are also called polysaccharides. And these include starches and fiber. And they require time to be broken down and absorbed. 
So these would be whole grains, so including things like brown rice, oats, whole wheat, quinoa, and so on. But also beans and legumes and starchy vegetables such as potatoes, corn and carrots. Now, the fibre in the complex carbohydrates can either be soluble fibre or insoluble fibre. And I won't go into that now, but both are really helpful to aid our digestion, to regulate our blood sugar, to reduce our cholesterol and also to help us feel full. Basically, we don't have the digestive enzymes necessary to break down the fibre. So instead, the fibre kind of helps to clean out our digestive system and it also feeds the good bacteria in our gut. So that's complex carbohydrates and they are good things and we should have those in our diet. The second type of carbohydrates are simple carbohydrates. These are carbohydrates that are broken down very quickly, providing a burst of energy to the body. And there are two types of simple carbs, monosaccharides, which include glucose, fructose and galactose, and disaccharides, which include sucrose, which is table sugar, lactose, which you get from milk, and maltose. So basically, if you come across anything ending in O's, it's probably going to be some form of sugar. So we're talking here about table sugar, fruit, honey, dairy, as well as other forms of sweeteners, whether that's natural sweeteners or artificial sweeteners. So I think most people are aware that they kind of need to be cutting down on the sugar. And so it's very easy to think of things like sweets and candy bars, ice cream, cakes, muffins, things like that. Those are the kind of carbs that people tend to know that they should be avoiding. But I just want to note two things here. Firstly, many people are confused about fruit. Should we eat it or not? Well, fruit juices, yes, are basically sugar and immediately raise your blood sugar levels. So I highly recommend either cutting out fruit juices completely or drinking them very occasionally. But when we're talking about eating the whole fruit, then we're also talking about the fibre it contains as well. And the fibre helps to slow down the rate at which the fruit is digested and the sugar is released. And also whole fruits contain many vitamins and antioxidants and things like that. So it's really important to have them as part of your diet as long as you're not going overboard. So sometimes it can be helpful to think about which fruits are kind of higher in sugar and which fruits are lower in sugar, but also bearing in mind that having a good variety of uh, different kinds of fruits in our diet is also really, really helpful so that we get a good variety of all those different lovely minerals, vitamins and antioxidants coming into our body. So fruits with higher sugar levels include things like mangoes, grapes, cherries, pears, watermelon, figs and bananas. And of course, dried fruit is just fruit without the water, so it's much more concentrated sugar. Lower sugar fruits include all the berries, so blueberries, raspberries, strawberries and blackberries, and also things like cantaloupe, papaya and kiwis, and the citrus fruits, grapefruits, oranges, lemons and limes. So those are the kind of fruits that have lower sugar levels. Okay, so I hope you found that helpful. The second thing that I just wanted to note about sugar is something that a lot of us forget, and that's that refined grains also act like simple carbohydrates. In other words, when the bran and the germ are removed to make white flour, 
then this spikes our blood sugar levels just as much as white sugar. In fact, some people even think more so. So if you're serious about reducing the impact that sugar is having on your body, then you also have to reduce your intake of anything made with flour, especially white flour. So that would include things that you would normally think of as savoury, such as bread, crackers, pastry, pasta, noodles, and so on. So those are just a couple of things to note when it comes to these simple carbohydrates. So what should we do when it comes to carbs? Well, here are my recommendations. Firstly, try to reduce your consumption of simple carbohydrates. So that's the sugar and the white flour. And that's because they spike the blood sugar and they raise insulin levels. And they generally don't provide our bodies with many, if any, nutrients anyway. So instead, see them more like treats and just have them occasionally. Secondly, just be aware and mindful and check what you're actually eating each day because we can easily be eating products made from white flour, like bread and pasta, for breakfast and lunch and dinner. So just be aware of what you're eating. Maybe keep a food diary. That can be quite an eye-opener when it comes to looking at the food that you're actually eating throughout the day and seeing where those simple carbohydrates are slipping in. Thirdly, aim to increase the amount of whole grains in your diet. So always opt for the whole wheat versions and also add in things like quinoa and buckwheat and brown rice and oats, for example. And think about fibre. That's what is really important in our diet. That's what our gut microbiome loves. That's really healthy for us. So always veer towards the whole grains and the more kind of whole natural foods rather than the processed and white flours. Fourthly, if you are struggling with your weight, then you might want to try reducing your consumption of carbs to see if it helps. As we get older, we tend to become more insulin resistant, and this means that we tend to find a lot more fat getting stored, particularly around our middle. So you might want to try just reducing the amount of carbs in your diet. And this is especially also if you are vegetarian or vegan, because you may be getting a lot of carbs into your diet through beans and legumes without actually realising it, because remember that Beans and legumes are considered proteins, but they're actually quite high in carbs as well. Now, fifthly, if you are someone who's thinking of going completely grain-free, then I just want you to be aware that it's really important to source your fibre from different types of foods, including whole grains. And it can actually be really important for your overall health. So just take a step back and just kind of think about why it is that you are thinking of going completely grain-free. Because studies have shown that fibre from the whole grains does actually improve gut health and it reduces your chances of developing things like diabetes, heart disease and several cancers, including breast cancer. So just be mindful that there are some health benefits from these whole grains that are full of really healthy fibre. And sixthly, something else to note as well, and this is for you if you might be thinking of doing a ketogenic diet for weight loss. Ketogenic diets are basically low carb, high fat and moderate protein. But please bear in mind that the ketogenic diet often works very differently for women compared to men. A lot of the research and the statistics that have been done 
on ketogenic diets are often done on men, as is the case with most sort of medical research because women, you know, because of all our hormones and our monthly cycles, we just tend to be a little bit more complicated. So just bear that in mind that men do actually tend to respond much more quickly to weight loss on a ketogenic diet than women do. And many women find that although the ketogenic diet might kickstart weight loss in the beginning, they then kind of tend to plateau and they're not quite sure why, what's going on. And that's because our hormones are just so much more different and so much more complex. So if you are thinking of the ketogenic diet, uh, I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. And I certainly wouldn't recommend that you stay on it for a long time. Uh, But for some people, it does work. And so if you are thinking about that, then I highly recommend Dr. Sarah Gottfried's book called Women, Food and Hormones. So in that book, she takes you through a keto-based weight loss program that is specifically designed for women. And she gives you exact sort of macro percentages that would work well for women. So I'll put the link to that book in the show notes below if you're interested in that. But then finally, just to note, as with anything, we are all different. We are all bio-individuals and different things work for different people. What works for some people might not work for others. So it really is a question of just seeing what works best for your body and finding a level that works for you. So you might be completely fine with carbohydrates. You're not worried about weight loss, in which case just keep an eye on those sugars and those simple carbs and focus more on whole grains. But if you're someone who is concerned about weight loss or maybe you're noticing that um, sugar and simple carbs, you know, producing things like bloating and not helpful for, for your body then maybe consider being a bit more drastic in cutting those out. It's all about finding a level that works for you. So I hope you found this episode helpful. I wonder, have you ever been on a high-carb diet or a low-carb diet, a ketogenic diet, the Atkins diet, whatever it is? I would love to hear about your experiences, whether it worked for you, whether it didn't, whether it worked initially and then the weight came back on again. It's always good to talk about these things and hear from other people's experiences. So do leave a comment on my website if you're listening to this episode there or email me at support at katherineshelton.net and I would love to email you back. Okay, don't forget to go and grab your free PDF download, How to Reduce Bloating Now. I hope you have a wonderful week, enjoy this lovely sunshine and I will catch you next time. Hey, quickly before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way, more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.